Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast, the podcast focused on helping civil engineering professionals succeed by exposing them to interesting civil engineering projects and successful civil engineering professionals around the world. Hosts Anthony Fasano and Christian Knutson had successful but unconventional civil engineering careers and now focus on helping civil engineering professionals achieve their goals in work and life. Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and this is the podcast specifically for civil engineers who want to succeed. I'm really, really excited just about doing this podcast. Chris and I are having so much fun with it, both being civil engineers. It's really an honor to be able to talk to civil engineers at the level that we get to talk to them at. It's exciting, to be honest with you. And, and really, we want to start talking to some more younger civil engineers too, helping them with their challenges on the show. But what we're really happy about is that the show is really starting to take off as far as downloads. And the last few episodes just have really overwhelmed us, which is great because we weren't sure how the Civil Engineering Podcast was going to stick. And based on the emails and the LinkedIn messages and and the downloads we've been getting, I think we're pretty certain that this show is is here to stay. And actually, we're going to try to make the show weekly if we can. We're actually looking for a sponsor right now that might be interested in helping us to take the show from every other week to weekly. Just because in the world of civil engineering, there's so many people to talk to, so many sites to see, and there's so many more things that we can bring you through this podcast. So if you know someone's interested, maybe sponsoring the show, or you're interested, please just reach out to me at anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com, and we'd love to chat about that. In today's episode, I've got a really interesting guest for you, and I'll give you the full introduction when we jump into the conversational segment, but his name is Maurizio Lara, and Maurizio has been doing civil engineering for a long time, but the challenges that he's overcoming. Basically, he came here from Colombia and he had to learn the language. He went on to get his MBA, his PE license, his PMP. He's been in tons of leadership roles in engineering and he's got a lot of great advice and wisdom and a lot of little nuggets throughout this interview that you're about to hear that can really, I believe, propel you as a civil engineer. If you just take a couple of pieces of his advice, it's really, really powerful. So without further ado, let's jump right into this interview with Maurizio Lara. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, now it's time for this week's Civil Engineering Conversation, where we talk with a civil engineering professional who has had success in their field or may be striving towards a specific goal. And today's guest is Maurizio Lara, and Maurizio is a lead engineer with over 15 years of experience as a leader and key contributor, including an extensive private and public sector background. He's been a key player to capital improvement plans and programs, large infrastructure projects, and program control systems for water, wastewater, and civil infrastructure projects. I'm really excited to have Maurizio on the show because he's had a lot of leadership experience and he's got some different credentials that we're going to dive into. So Maurizio, welcome and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Anthony, for the invitation. It's my pleasure to share my experience with uh, the civil engineering community. So, Maurizio, why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about kind of your background and as far as a civil engineer, how you got to where you are today? I uh, started to think about becoming a civil engineer at early age. I have a family member who used to work in my home country in Colombia in big infrastructure projects, hydroelectric projects. And uh, from that time, I was about 11 years old, I started to develop some interest for the profession. I decided to join a civil engineering program in my country, and the full program, five and a half years program. And then I had the experience of uh, 
reaching different sectors, construction, design, consulting. And after a few years working in my country, I decided to uh, to expand my, my horizons a little bit more. And I got very attracted to the business side of the civil engineering. I realized that even though I was surrounded by a lot of good people with a lot of technical expertise, the business side of a practice, a consultant firm, sometimes require more than a technical expertise and technical education, if you will. And that, that led me to explore a master in business administration, uh, which uh, you know I uh, completed in the United States. Maurizio, when did you come to the United States? I came to the United States in 1999. Okay, so you, you had worked as a civil engineer in Colombia, and then you came here and started working as a civil engineer? Right. I started to work for a consultant firm. Uh, actually, I, I started to work, uh, my first experience was uh, as an internship uh, program in uh, one of the biggest construction companies in my city and back in those days. And then I, I completed my studies. I, I joined two consultant firms, one uh, more oriented to uh, urban planning. And subsequently, I joined a company oriented to, it was, it was basically a full-service civil engineering company, and I was assigned to the geotechnical department, more specifically to the dams and geotechnical department. Spent almost three years working with them. I decided to come to the States uh, in 1999 and go for a, an MBA. So, Maurizio, let's talk a little bit about leadership. I mean, you've had a lot of, it looks like you've had a lot of leadership experience. You've been project manager on, on some projects. Talk to us about just about leadership in civil engineering. It's obviously very important because you know there's big projects and project managers are key in getting these these projects accomplished. So, what do you see in a good leader as a civil engineer? A good leader is a civil engineer. I see somebody who is able to first of all to listen, to create and maintain a good team with different specialties and have an open mind to listen to everybody's input. Somebody who is um, willing to help people grow, to provide resources, to perform the tasks for the team in a, an appropriate way. They see a, a leader, somebody who is an open door person, somebody who's approachable and who shows respect to everybody's opinions and create an atmosphere of sharing and um, overall motivation for the team. That's very interesting. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you think that leadership is something that a civil engineer can develop? And what I mean by that is there's a lot of civil engineers. They start working. They do a lot of technical work younger in their career. And then oftentimes, you know, they have to kind of either make a decision or a lot of times companies will kind of push you to move up to management. And I know a lot of engineers will just think that they're not good at that. I never learned that. Is becoming a leader and becoming a good project manager, is that something that you can learn and develop? I definitely think that's something that can be learned and developed. But there is an important aspect of, on that. He or she needs to have the support from the organization to make that happen. I understand, and, I, and we all know, being part of a technical community, that a lot of people are thinking about, 
oh, I'm a designer. I am on, on my own thing. I, I am the type of guy who who's not that oriented to people, who's not that oriented to tell people what to do. I am more into the doer, the executor of X or Y task. But I believe that with the right approach from management or from any upper leadership, if you will, within any organization, you can develop when, with the right tools, with mentoring, with, with a, an atmosphere that allows you to, to feel uh, supported, you can develop. And uh, I don't see why not people cannot uh, try after certain uh, years in, in the design or construction or inspections or other more technical activities to jump into a leadership position. That's great. That's good news because I think a lot of civil engineers sometimes doubt themselves because there's no necessarily courses on leadership or project management, but it's good to hear somebody who has experience and who's a leader in the industry say that these are skills that can be developed. One question that I have for you, Maurizio, is that you have become a successful civil engineering leader, a leading engineer. You have great resume, you've got credentials. You came here from another country, like you said, and you were a young engineer or a technical engineer, and you had to make a transition into the business side, into the management. You also had to deal, I'm sure, with some challenges of learning the language and, and other challenges. So how are you able to do all of that? How are you able to come from another country and get yourself into the culture here and then move up into these companies. What did you do? How did you do that? Did you have goals? Did you, I mean, it must've been a tremendous amount of work. That's why I'm asking. It was a lot of work. First of all, was the, the language barrier. And the funny thing is that b before I came here, I, I spent a short period of time in Canada learning English before I took some tests and exams to be accepted in, at the school that I wanted to, to study. But it, it was a tremendous amount of work. It needed a lot of determination, bringing uh, my, uh, my grades from, from my school, uh, submit information to uh, different board of professional engineers and, um, you know, let's say the equivalence of my, my credits here, take some exams, etc. In terms of, you know, paperwork was a lot of work. But when I was able to, to join an engineering firm, one thing that helped me a lot to have a better idea of where I was was to find a mentor. I was very lucky to find three or four good mentors, you know, all of them with different characteristics. Two of them were really, really good in the technical arena, and two other were more business-oriented, more like into the sales and the operations side of the, of the organizations that I worked for. Some of them were not part of my organization, but... Through networking, I made the contact. I expressed them my desire to learn about how to enter into this market and to understand how people do business in civil engineering here in the United States. And I think that was the key factor, finding the mentor, finding the people who have gone through similar situations. And, uh, of course, uh, education took a, a very important part of this process. I, I really wanted to educate myself to learn as much as I, I could, not only about the business side, the technical side, but the overall culture, trying to round myself with people with experience, the unwilling 
to to give me a hand and and show me the path because this is not uh, something that you can do by yourself. You have to try to find people and try to find organizations, networking, and that's the way you start to grow and create that foundation you need to move to other levels, if you will. Okay, sure. So so it sounds like mentoring was critical. That was a key factor. Mentoring was a factor that honestly gave me a clear path to go where I needed to go. All right, Maurizio, let's talk a little bit about credentials because I get a lot of questions from engineers about MBA, about PMP, and, and about all these different credentials and, and degrees. Which one of those did you get first? Was it the MBA? The MBA was the first one. Okay. Tell us about your decision to get an MBA and how that's helped you in your career. The decision to get an MBA came from uh, looking around in my profession. My undergrad school, where I got my civil engineering degree, had a lot of emphasis in the administration and management of any industry. Even though it was a civil engineering degree, we have a lot of courses uh, with that emphasis in, in management. And uh, everything started to be a little bit more uh, clear for me from that time. When I joined the private sector in my country and I started to work in the industry, I realized that not that many people had a business degree or had that business background. Some of them learn on the spot. Some of them were assigned tasks like, you know, now you are a project manager, then you became a senior project manager, and all of a sudden you were assigned to be like a market leader or a, a business development person or just a person who was leading people in the operational side of department of a, a division but they did not have a formal business education. So I thought with the technical background that I have and the possibility of getting a business degree, I see myself in a pretty good position. That will be something that I would like to, to do and that I would like to explore. And everything started from that point on. I cannot deny that I always explore other types of specializations. I was accepted also to go to school in Canada for a geo-environmental engineering master's degree. However, uh, the situations that I was going through a certain time of my life, and honestly, my desire to be more into the business side led me to uh, accept the uh, master's in business administration over the technical master's. And would you say that that MBA has been helpful to you in your civil engineering career? It's been very helpful, giving me a different perspective. I have... uh, the opportunity to work with uh, different leaders that uh, understand uh, the importance of different aspects of business in civil engineering or, let's say, engineering architectural industry and consulting firms. Uh, you know, you need to know about uh, business development, marketing, operational side, finance, even uh, the management information systems of an organization, uh, how important it is for reporting purposes or for project controls or how a project manager can become the face of the company and perform marketing and business development activities. So I think uh, it's been very interesting. I have been exposed to certain areas of of the business. Uh, I like a lot the business development area. I like to talk to people. I like to offer what our companies uh, do. And uh, that's something that is, is really interesting. In the operation side, 
everything is about people at the end of the day we need to talk with people we need to know how to approach them we need to know how to create teams and make them successful and create a profit for the organization that we are working for so you also are a licensed professional engineer you have your pe license and you also have your pmp i guess it's project management professional correct correct yes tell me about the pmp because that's one that a lot of engineers ask me about right what made you decide to get that? How did that come about? When I joined one of the firms that I used to work for, their main market back in those days was the program management for mega infrastructure projects. There was a specific division dealing with mega projects internationally and also at the local level. Most of the, of the people working for that division, they uh, obtained their PMP certification. Two of the senior managers of that group suggested me to take the PMP exam. And uh, I dig a little bit into the concept, what the PMP was all about. And uh, I realized that the company had a structure very well aligned with the PMP structure or the philosophy and how to create projects and programs and execute them using that methodology. I found that very interesting. I found that very useful tool to execute projects. A lot of people think that the PMP is more oriented to uh, information technology people. And uh, a lot of people think that it's not as useful as uh, it could be for, for civil engineering. But more and more you see organizations using uh, project management for many years in the uh, using project management, customizing a project management system for their organization. Every every single organization has their own systems and based on their needs and their business approach, they create their own systems. But most of them have that a foundation on the PMP approach. For program management, for project management, they have that approach. And uh, when you have a big, big uh, organization with a lot of projects uh, running and different on different clients, you end up with a big portfolio of projects that you also need to manage properly. Right. So it sounds to me like the PMP is a good certificate or a good program for civil engineers, like you said, not just IT professionals, correct? Correct. There are two different certifications. There are levels of certification depending on your experience. And people can go to the PMI website, the Project Management Institute website, and they can see the different levels of certification. You don't need to have right away the back in my day was 4,500 hours of experience in project management and other requirements. And educational requirements, I believe, were like at least, uh, if I am not wrong, 35 hours. But that might change uh, recently, not drastically, but you know, there, there were some educational and, uh, say, work-related experience in project management. But there are other certifications, at least another one, that is not at that level, but allows you to have certification that is more based on the educational requirements. And I will suggest to anyone who is willing to explore this uh, certification to take that step and why I say that. Because sometimes we have the idea that, okay, I'm going to be a technical person. I'm going to be a structural engineer. I'm going to be a geotechnical engineer. 
uh, water resources engineer, civil engineer. I don't really need to know anything about project management. I am the type of guy who likes to sit down in front of my computer and work with my applications, with my, my programs, and do my calculations and produce beautiful plans and, and things like that, which is, at the end of the day, the product that we are going to present to our clients. I cannot deny that. But when you have a PMP, and at least you understand what a PMP is, you can communicate better with the whole organization. You can communicate better with your project manager. The project manager will be able to have a more synchronized language, if you will, to discuss why we need to reduce the risk, for example, improving this uh, design, or the person who is uh, performing design is more aware about the controlling por uh, portion of a project, the, how to mitigate the risk, uh, why it's better to plan ahead, why we are doing all these things in advance. Because at the end of the day, a project that is well managed will produce a good result, will uh, have a, a happy client, will have uh, profitability for the organization. So it's just absorbing probably in general concept of what a project management is and how we can give a hand to the person who is real, the real project manager in the face of the client. So I believe that that's important to understand that language, to understand the components of a project. I will say that that's, that's a significant improvement in your professional profile, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. If you're a civil engineer and I'm trying to decide on some additional credentials to get in my career, but obviously like the resources are tight, is there one of these that you would recommend that you do first? Or I mean, obviously, I think the PE as a civil engineer is extremely important. But once you have the PE, if you really want to get into management and leadership, what do you recommend? Is there one that you should do first? Or I will say that, uh, of course, it all depends on the organizations and the resources that you have, the time. I am uh, pretty sure that when you have developed in the technical part, you have your PE, which I believe if you are a civil engineer, if you are an engineer, and you have your PE, in my opinion, that's a first step number one. You want to have a good certification that allows you to show you as a professional engineer who meets all the requirements for a for an engineering practice. Anytime you can be certifying projects, you can be certifying companies, as you said, PE is number one. But I understand also that uh, when you talk about an MBA versus a PMP, in terms of money, the difference is, uh, is huge, right? You can take uh, courses for uh, project management professionals uh, within you know, a very reasonable amount of money, or you can use online uh, resources. You can use the PMI website and take courses and quizzes there, uh, you know, affordable. But if you finish your, your PE and you really want to get into the execution of projects to a different level, I will suggest to go for your PMP. Sometimes when you take, and I probably say that from my experience, when you take uh, the MBA um, early age of your career, probably you are not going to use it as much as you will like to, right? Right. Maybe when, when you mature a little bit more, you will be more exposed to other activities and when you are more rounded in terms of uh, technical and project management activities, then you can start jumping into other roles within your organization. I will say that as a general, as a general approach, 
However, everybody is also different. Personalities are different, and of course, the resources are, are different. I really enjoy both. I I really enjoy my having my MBA, and it opened a lot of doors for me in this country and in the profession. And it's a good credential that people value the fact that uh, you have a business degree and you understand that we need to make the business uh, work well. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. If you're a younger engineer and your resources are tight. You can get a PMP without spending a tremendous amount of money or time as compared to going for an MBA. So that, that's a really good point. Maurizio, I just have a few last questions that I wanted to just ask you. Are there any specific maybe rituals or routines that you practice every day? For example, do you do something at the same time every day or something that you've done consistently that's contributed to you being successful as a civil engineer? Basically, what, what I do... In, in a daily basis, every morning I just go through a list of activities that I've been performing. I keep like some sort of like an agenda, some sort of uh, like a journal, if you will, with the activities that I will perform that day. Try to sometimes try to make it uh, simple. We have enough things to worry about it, in my opinion. It's just me uh, to have uh, complex uh, tools. Uh, I try to track uh, important activities, uh, making use of Outlook and my calendars, and also have also a, a notepad on my side. Okay. I always review that in the morning. I check what is next, what is more important. I try to accomplish uh, three important things at least during the day. I go from top to, to bottom I, and I prioritize what is more important. If there's anything that uh, needs to be revisited, I try to do it uh, within the first hour of, of my morning and uh, before I leave every day I try always to spend like 10 minutes of my time at least planning what's going to happen the next day and revisiting what needs to be reprioritized and, and stuff like that. Okay. That's something that I that I try to do every day if possible. Great. And is there one book that you recommend to engineers or just one book that you may have found to be extremely helpful in your professional career or your personal development? That's a very interesting question. The book that I will recommend is more like a, like a guideline that I use it not only more like in a seminar type of environment was the, the seven habits of highly productive people. Yes. And uh, that is a pretty good book to understand how to tackle your your priorities, how to organize uh, not only your professional life, but your personal life too. I, I will say that that's a, it's a good guideline. and uh, That's something that I would recommend uh, to explore, right? There are a lot of books out there, but uh, that will be something that comes to, to my mind right now. And the last question that I have for you is, we talked about a lot of stuff tonight, but if you were to get into an elevator and there was a civil, maybe a younger civil engineer who got in the elevator with you and you only had about 30 seconds together and you needed to give that him or her some key pieces of career advice, what are a couple things that you would tell him or her in that short period of time? I will say identify what you really like as a civil engineer to do. What is your biggest interest? Then find a good mentor. Find somebody with the expertise to be your mentor and express your interest in that area and start developing from there. I believe, Anthony, that when you talk to people with the expertise, with the, that they have been there, they have done that, you can cut 
let's say, corners in a good way. You know what I mean? You don't go around and you have a more clear path to be a more successful civil engineer. Excellent. All right, Maurizio, thank you so much for taking the time to join me here today. It was very helpful for the listeners, I'm sure. Thank you very much, Anthony. Anytime. I, I really appreciate the opportunity that you gave me to to share a little bit of what I have learned. I have a long way to, to go anyways. And uh, I am also very interested in how uh, these new generations of civil engineers will bring to, to the table. I know there are a lot of good kids coming out of college and with a lot of ideas and energy. And uh, it's always good to learn from them too. Yes, definitely. And for those of you listening, please remember you can find all the show notes for today's show at civilengineeringpodcast.com. If you want to go over any of Maurizio's answers, we'll list some of the outline of them there. And until next week, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success. 